Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church. We are your local churchmen. I am Josh, and I'm highly caffeinated. Because <laughs> I'm starting to feel it. I've got to get through the <laughs> I'm day. I'm feeling it. I've got, I've got, <laughs> we stopped. So, uh, Jack, you know, Captain Jack mm-hmm. is, is, is here, as always, right? Yes. Uh, which, uh, Jack, it's, it's, I'm, I'm spoiled because this is week two. Yeah. Week two of you visiting me up north. Back to back, yeah. Back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. I get Captain Jack in the flesh. Yes. I'm happy about this. Yeah. But it's all going to change. It's all going to change uh, after yeah. this because you're not going to be making this rotation for work for what? Another probably. Yeah, another couple months couple or a few months. months. Man. I don't know. Unless somehow, some way, uh, my presence is needed back up here to delineate something. But there you yeah. Go. That's a fun word. Delineate. I don't even know what it means, but it's fun to say. Yeah. So, Jack, so we we roll up here, and the place that we were going to be recording wasn't ready yet. <laughs> so we wanted to stop for some... <laughs> we wanted to stop for some refreshments. Yes. You know? So we stop at the local coffee stand. Yeah. Right? Shout out local coffee stands everywhere. Yeah. And Jack orders <laughs> what's the equivalent to a 7-Eleven Big Gulp of Red Bull. <laughs> This thing, that is at least, so I know how many cans are in that. Do you know how many cans are in there? I, do, I That no is clue. two full cans of Red Bull. Okay, I'm dying tonight. Okay, okay. <laughs> that is two. You got a, like, what is that? A 20, is that the 24 or is that the 32? I think that's 32. I think that's 32. Jack gets a 32. <laughs> Dude, and you got raspberry pomegranate mm-hmm. with it. So, Good flavors. Well done there. Yeah. But there are two full cans of Red Bull in that thing. Okay, I'm dying tonight, Just folks. so you know. <laughs> I have one can of Red Bull in mine, and I'm and I, and I, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You, I can start sir, to feel... I'm, I'm starting to feel like... Your face is going to go numb. <laughs> I'm starting to feel like I'm, I'm running, but in place. You know that feel? <laughs> like I'm moving... I'm gonna start seeing colors. You're and gonna, it's gonna start be like spouting some like two thousand heresies, two thousand one <laughs> Space Odyssey, where like colors start to appear and like you're going through time or something. That's exactly. <laughs> right. You're gonna start. You're gonna start 
spouting. Okay, so here's how you know Jack is going to start going off the rails, right? When he starts quoting guys that like Andy Stanley, right? Right. Let's, In a let's, positive light. Yeah, you're what? gonna start. You're gonna start Hold going up. full heresy. Full heresy. Caffeine does not make me support heretics. I don't know Josh. what caffeine does to you, man. We'll see. We'll see. But we are in front of a uh, a semi live audience. We've got some. We've mm-hmm. got some friends. Friends in the audience. Want to shout out David? Mm-hmm. He knows who he is mm-hmm. for letting us use his space. He knows who he is. Very gracious. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say you know who you are. Yeah. Right. But that's normally what you say when you don't name the person. Oh but yeah. But then I named him, so I thought, well, he knows who he is. <laughs> okay. Um. So shout out, letting us use the office. Um. Jack. You marcoed me. You marcoed me today. Yeah, saying that you had a candidate that you were trying to recruit. Yeah, go full as you put it, full Will Will Smith Smith at the Oscars. I'm wondering what like what happened here, buddy. Dude, he okay. So this is like tales of a recruiter life, um, in which candidates do the most bizarre thing. Sometimes I won't use names, but I'll just say these specific instances because it's so like. No, 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 no. Why? Let's put, these, let's put these suckers on blast. I want, I want names. I want names. I want Facebook profiles. I want, I want our listeners. I want our listeners to 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 go 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 talk to these folks. So you making no, my you making no. my boy Jack's life hard here. Okay, this guy texts me at seven thirty in the morning while I'm stuck in traffic in Seattle on my way up to Everett to go to one of our my company's branches so I can talk to them more about just their recruiting and everything like that. And he starts off with his text is like, tell blank, you know, this person in who's a who's in managerial leadership at this branch blank. that he can keep keep my name out his mouth. Whoa. And that he needs to stop hiding behind other people and blah, 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 Bro. blah. Dude, okay. I'm just like, man, Will Smith, first of all, I don't know how you got my number, but like, <laughs> take it easy about Jada here. Okay. Jeez, um man. Whew. Yeah, it's uh, I basically like send a text to like the branch manager and of which he was talking about. It was one of his employees. And I said, hey, you might want to put a trespass on this guy because <laughs> <laughs> he could do something ballistic that uh, is going to be on the seven o'clock news. That's not going to be fun. Fun times. Fun times. Always yes, fun people. in the life of a recruiter. Jack, before we hop into our. Our our series, the yes. Back to the Basics series, which I've been enjoying thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you give us the reformatory cigar of the week? Let us know what we be smoking. So I'm actually smoking this right now, and I'm in the yes, second third. I think I'm in the second third of this. It is the Tatuaje, which is also fun to say. <laughs> shout out Tatuaje. Shout out tattoo. It sounds like, it sounds shout like out baby tattoo talk. in Spanish. Okay, okay. <laughs> tattoo in Spanish. Yes, but it sounds like baby talk. Is yeah. what it sounds like. All right, the Tatuaje Brown Label 7th Kappa Especial. I, it just says Kappa Especial on the band. Kappa Especial. Anyway, it's Nicaraguan. No <laughs> no shocker there. No shock. Um, it is Ecuadorian Sumatra as the wrapper, and then you have Nicaraguan as the binder and the fillers. Uh, it is 
MSRP at around eight dollars. It's not going to go over nine. So it's okay, a little nice bit, budget yes. stick there. Here we go. Yeah, finally. Versus, man, I've been going bougie on people lately. You have been. And, I, and here's the thing: dollar. Jack lately. wants to go super high end, super bougie. Super I am boutique. a man of the people. Oh my gosh! Here we go. I have to reel Jack back. <laughs> I have to be his anchor. Because Jack, Jack, Jack always has wind in the sails, okay. And I got to be the guy. It's like Jack, Jack, Jack. Let's pull it back. Let's be men of the people. We can't, we can't always be at you know doing these fourteen, fifteen. Can't get all dollar cigars. Let's bring it back for the people, Jack. <laughs> because you know not everyone can be Mister Recruiter over here, Jack. Oh, Spending yeah. big bucks, big yada bucks on yada. their cigars. Some of us need those budget sticks, baby. Okay, <laughs> okay. <Come on. laughs> Anyway, it's a good. It's I'm in, I'm in the second third. I lit it up, and it was just like really good, not overly spicy, but like really good kind of smooth coffee spice notes, um, some pepper, but not like overly crazy. It's just that nice kind of yeah. This is like the good stuff right here, and for Sweet. eight bucks, not going over nine. That's like really unheard of sometimes. In I cigars, like it. So I like it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you heard it here first, possibly for the first time. That is the Reformatory Cigar of the Week. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. Let's get down to business. Oh, boy. Here we go. So, we're continuing our Back to the Basics series in which we cover the basics of ecclesiology. I almost said eschatology. I almost got my allergies mixed up. <laughs> We're not getting into eschatology. Oh my gosh. Ecclesiology. So many tweets the study. That we could have went down <laughs> on. No. The study of the church. Yes. We're talking about the local church. We're going back to the basics, right? So we've talked about polity. <clears throat> we've talked about the definition of what a local church is, what needs to be there. Yeah. Right? For a local church to actually be considered a New Testament church. Yep. <clears throat> and we're going to keep we're going to keep narrowing down a little bit, all right? This is like a big funnel, all right? We're going to kind of funnel down, and the question that we have today, uh, although for some, the answer may seem quite obvious, others possibly not, mm-hmm. and I think I think it's a good topic to talk about. And what we are asking today is, is the local church yeah. a business? Yeah. All right? And then within that question, obviously... We asked the question, should it be run like a business? In what ways yeah. should it look like a business? If, if you're answering yes, right? Uh, because, like it or not, however you answer that question, uh, it is very, very popular in, I'll say, Western culture, especially in America, yeah. to treat the church, to look at the church, to run the church, to structure the church as you would a any other company yeah. that is in the United States, yeah. right? And you take the same principles, uh, the same values, the same authority structure. You handle conflict the same. Uh, everything you know, you're you're basically modeling uh, the local church out after these you know Fortune 500 companies, right? Yeah. You look at how they're structured. It's like, well, if it works for them, it's to work for the church, right? And that's kind of the conversation. So, Jack, mm-hmm. the question posed yes i'll throw it over to you first yes and we can we can dive in however we want but is the local church a business easiest answer and if ever. it was a business what <laughs> business would it be <laughs> first of all no it's not a business no. okay. 
Um, well, that was a good. Yeah, you've been listening. Well, to thanks. <laughs> See ya. Uh, no, so it's not a business. Um, the other part of that answer is, I think people try to make a church out to be like the best spiritual version of Chick Fil A. <laughs> And it's not working. <laughs> like, Chick-fil-A. dude, I'm telling you, I feel like people Overrated. in some churches, I, I think especially mega churches do this where they want to have that like customer care kind of mentality. Sure. And I think I say this too because. Subpar sandwiches. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> I say this too because I was laid off by a church in a very business like way. Mm, yeah. Who hired somebody who is about to be a Chick fil A. Um, branch manager too. Wow. To okay. Him. All right. So I'm just saying that there's something to do with that. There's something to do with it's not cool to shepherd people. It's not cool to, and it's not glamorous. And okay, if I were to tell you my quote unquote vision for what I'm to do in this position, like people are not, and I say basically something along the lines of like shepherding people and doing something along that. Sure. People are not going to go for that. People want, yeah. you know, hey, I want it my way. I want it the Burger King way or whatever like That's that. Right. You know, I don't know why I'm using fast food chains as a representation Jack, are you hungry? of this. <laughs> I'm getting the same. Are you hungry? I'm not. Do you need something in your stomach to we take, just care, of those lunch, two, bro. take care of those two Red Bulls? I just <laughs> ate kebabs, bro. You did have kebabs. Yeah, they looked good too. Surprisingly, at a place called Babylon, which is weird. Babylon um, kebabs. So, yeah. I mean, okay, so no. And then I think the I think the issue too is that we make church out to be this place in which we're just dueling out spiritual wisdom kind of like you duel out certain products mm. and it inherently yeah. makes people consumers and then they just want their Jesus time just give me the sermon and my Jesus time and then that completely devoids what we're actually trying to accomplish in a Lord's day service so yeah, no, 100%, man. I think there's so many different ways that churches today, not all churches, but I think the churches that Jack and I are talking about, there's so many different ways that they structure themselves to look like a business. Because, look, I mean, we're, we're very we're very business-minded in America, right? Yeah. Very much so. Capitalism's our thing, right? And we see the success of it, right? So... When we look at churches and how they're structured, what a lot of these churches will do is they'll have kind of the elder board, yep. right, that they set up as almost like the board of directors at, you know, like um, that, that, that any company would have, right? And then under those elders, you have the pastors, right? They, they make those distinctions, right? Again, this isn't across the board, but more than not, these are going to be the type of things that that I'm going to list here. These are going to be the type of things that you see in churches that run like a business. Yeah. Okay. More than often one or multiple of these things are going to be present. Okay. So you have the distinction between elders and pastors, right? And you have the elders, like I said, functioning as more of a board of directors. Uh, and it's usually comprised of, of kind of successful people, successful businessmen. They have their finance guys on there. They have their, their, um, um, attorneys on there, yeah. right? Uh, and then you have the pastors underneath those that are functioning as staff that are actually involved in, like, you know, the children's ministry and the preaching and discipleship and stuff like that. You right? might also have an elder team 
And then you might have just a board of director directors mm. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I've yeah. seen that in yeah. place as well, which is bizarre to me. Super bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, so you'll have that, right? You'll have the often you'll have the the vision or the motivation, the desire, the the you know to to get people into the building, yeah. right? And the way that they structure their services, the way that they structure their their ministries are for the purpose of increasing that numeric value of the local church, right? Yeah. And that's something that is very common in those types of churches, right? So you see that. You see um, that being the motivation, and then that drives that drives your service, yeah. right? That drives your discipleship. That drives how you train leaders. That drives the type of leaders that you want to bring in because now what we're looking for no longer are men that are qualified by scripture and have a shepherd's heart. Mm -hmm. You're looking for individuals who are people, you know, people oriented, very big uh, charismatic personalities. Yeah. Proven. um, Dark crystal. (laughs) Dark crystal. (laughs) Proven, you know, proven CEO types. (laughs) Right. Because the focus now is not shepherding. The focus is how can we grow the brand? How can we grow the business? Yeah. Right. And those that language won't be explicitly said or stated, but it is inherent within the structure that's built. I think, too, what I'm seeing is a lot of the churches that use kind of the business focus. Maybe we can do like a reformatory research project on this or not. But I feel like most of those churches that say and that have those business aspects to it will start to use the whole it's required of you that you tie 10%. Oh, sure. They'll leverage that. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Because yeah. I've seen it where like if you're an elder, you have to tie 10% versus more along the lines of biblically where it's like, well, the Lord says like the Lord blesses uh, one who gives and gives freely. Right. And gives yeah. cheerfully. Right. So there's no numerical value on it. Uh, I think people take that Old Testament reference and kind of abuse it and kind of weaponize it to that w- that way to say, like, we need that from you in order to get, like, our check. Sure. You know. Yeah. Or our funds. Yeah. No, 100%. And so. it, 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 it's interesting because what ends up happening is you have the churches... And the leadership, they look at what works in the common square. Yeah. They look at what works in these these businesses in America, mm-hmm. and they say, well, it works for them. Therefore, let's transfer that model over, and it'll happen for us as well. And here's the thing. like, If you're building a business, in especially in America... The goal is to make money. Yeah. You need the to goal, make profit here. You need to make profit. <laughs> I work right. for a company and our goal is to make profit. Right. Right. Like That's, we revel in that yeah. all the time. <laughs> we let's, revel let's in make, it. Let's make, let's be <laughs> honest we are, about this. We're, <laughs> we we're just swimming this. in, we're Scrooge McDuck <laughs> swimming in piles of money. Man, we're I wish reveling, I was Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> reveling in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's 100% true. But. That that is one of the major points of running a business. You yeah. have to be successful in that. You have to you have to influence people. You have to make money. You have to be you have to bring people in if you want your business to be successful. So you're going to model your business after the things that you find work. Yeah. And that's what you're supposed to do, right? Right? If you're if you're supplying something with no demand, you're not going to be successful, right? But the problem is 
that model has now been taken and hijacked and is now utilized in local churches. Yeah. And now we are beginning to see churches that find the niche, that find what people like, that find what tickles the ear, and they run with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, their church explodes, right? You get all a massive amount of people, right? But what you win them with is what you win them to. And you have to continue with that trend or keep one-upping it in order to keep people in seats and it's not rooted in anything that's real. Yeah. Right. So that's one of the major fallacies and major, major, major unbiblical aspects of viewing the church or running the church like a business is the entire structure is antithetical to each other. You're not there to make money. Yeah. You're not there to bring to bring people into the building. Yeah. You're there to shepherd you're there to encourage and convict the flock. You're there to go out and make disciples, right? There's, It's antithetical, all of those things, especially in the culture that we live in. Yeah. It's not going to be the thing that brings people in droves. Yeah. Right? And I think, too, I, we were just going over this in the Lord's Prayer where Jesus says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in uh, Matthew chapter 6. And it's you're kind of like rebelling against the rebellion, <laughs> That's Ooh, rebellion. Like, uh, this is like super a, meta right now. It's a rebellion rebellion. It's like rebel it's like rebellion inception. It's it is. It's You're a rebellion re- within the rebellion. Yeah. Which is I think we call that a isn't mutiny. That, isn't that uh, isn't that uh that Star Wars reference? Gosh, what's the new version of that? The resistance. The resistance. The resistance <laughs> the is, rebellion against is the, the rebellion, rebellion within the rebellion. It oh just takes gosh. a spark. You know, so, we're the spark that oh. lights the fire, that lights the lights the forest, that lights the world, that yeah, yeah. Anyway, so going back to my original thought before yeah. I went on a Star what Wars was uh, rabbit trail there. Um basically you are trying to show people that the kingdom of God is not like a business. That the kingdom of God is this kind of new way that Jesus points us back to and reconciles us to in how we are in covenant with God and how we partner with him. And also that this goes even back to acts where, what was it? Is it Stephen the sorcerer? Was that his? Simon, Simon, the, Simon sorcerer. the sorcerer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stephen was the, Stephen was the first S- deacon. Stephen was the first deacon that got stoned. That got martyred. Stephen was great. Yeah. Simon, not Simon, so much. Not so much. <laughs> um, so Simon's like trying to buy this mm-hmm. power of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. I feel like uh, the modern church is kind of doing this in this way yeah. where we're trying to hawking like spiritualness with like monetary means. Yeah. Well, and we're trying to blend the two. Yeah. We're trying to take Christianity and the aspects that are true, like, yeah. you know, peace and security, mercy and grace. And we're trying to blend them with all of this worldly stuff. And it's just adding poison. And, and now you're just bringing to mind those scriptures that Paul says to those who say peace and security. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was, he was speaking to, I think, people in Ephesus who were military veterans at the time, if I remember. Because you did a, I think you did a sermon on this. And you were talking about this uh, Was it Ephesus or Philippians? Because Philippi was the, Philippi was the been city Philippi. that had all the retired uh It could have been Philippi. Yeah. yeah. That makes a little bit more sense compared to that context. But anyways... I think people are trying to use these earthly, worldly ways in the church to kind of propagate and grow their church when really 
the the mission of the church is to bring the kingdom of God and to do that in a way that's focused on reliance on God and reliance on the Holy Spirit to draw people in mm. and bring people more into that flock yeah. versus I'm going to use branding and business techniques to get people in the door to get butts, that vision to get butts into seats and That's cast right. the vision vision and everything like that and i mean we talk about like vision and leadership but i mean i think some people yet again they take vision and they try to make it a way in which it's like in, inherent right it's like scripture my vision is inerrant Thus, this vision will go forth if anybody's and, against that vision. And and I am the guy that's been gifted with vision. Yeah. Therefore, you know, I have the final say in the ultimate yeah. and, and the ultimate say in the direction of the church. Yeah. That goes back to why we talked about a plurality of elders is important versus a lead pastor. Yeah. Because we have had many experiences where those lead pastors act just the way that you said, Josh. Yeah. Um, so there's more ammunition to why we are not for this idea that the church is a business so well and, and it's like because with a business you have a ceo right yeah. you you need in the vast majority of cases you need a figurehead in a business for it to be successful you yeah. need a guy that's calling the shots like you need a guy that's like hey this is the direction that i think we should go right you need a smart guy who understands business understands trends and understands where the business needs to go in order to be successful right that that is important in business, yeah, but that is not healthy in the context of the local church. Yeah. And this is why Jack and I, of course, with grace, because I think there's there's a lot of good churches out there that do subscribe to kind of the lead pastor model, right, mm-hmm. and, and have that hierarchy in their church. I I understand the reasoning behind it. I've heard the arguments behind it. I think some of the arguments are rooted in some good things. Yeah, but I am not convinced. Sure, right? and Jack and I don't really fall under that that methodology, if you will, of structuring your elder board. I think it brings more harm than good, and it definitely brings the potential for harm. And I think that that potential, especially with the experiences that Jack and I have had and the things that we have seen, I think the potential for what can go wrong is enough to not not have that structure. Yeah, right? because in the local church, what ends up happening is. Just like Jack said, you have that lead pastor. If it's shaped like a business, he's the CEO, right? Like he is the guy. He casts the vision. He sets the course. He he's steering the ship. And wherever this guy wants to go, is where the church goes. Mm-hmm. And it's not just branding. It's not just okay. You know what kind of what kind of you know logo should we have, or what kind of you know you know video filters should we put on our so what kind of <laughs> slides should we have backgrounds on our slides or no background on our slides? It gets into doctrine, doctrine, and then the bylaws of your church, how it's structured. Yeah, because those bylaws, I've seen it to where none of the congregation has seen the changes to the bylaws, yep. and they'll happen all the time, and yep. then you sneak up on something that happens, it's like, whoa, why are we doing it this way? It's like, oh, we the elders changed the bylaws. Yeah. Wait, what? Without yep. the congregation? Yep. yep. <laughs> I was in a church that did that very thing. That very thing is one of the the lead pastor, right, started some shenanigans. Yeah. And it started being sniffed out. And before anything could actually come to the forefront, they had an emergency elders meeting, mm-hmm. changed the bylaws. 
so that nothing could be done. Yeah. Right. And it split the church. Right. It it split the church in. I will I won't say in half because over half left. <laughs> well, right? yeah. Um, and it's horrible. Right. And but see, that is the fruit of the business model of church and why we should not be running churches like we do companies. Yeah. Is because we need so much more accountability and biblical structure within the church. Right. It's not healthy to have one guy that's steering the ship. It's not healthy to have one guy that's that's making the decisions in terms of where the church goes, uh, whether, again, branding or, or the aesthetic of the church or mm-hmm. the doctrine, the yeah. preaching, right? That's why that plurality of eldership with equal authority yeah. is necessary. That's why we don't have the you know seeker sensitive uh, uh, you know <laughs> activities or programs right. The goal is not to get butts in seats. Yeah, it's to sanctify, right, and it's to shepherd and it's to lead and it's to convict and it's to encourage, right, and it's done through the elders being qualified and doing their job. Yeah, right. Those are those are the things that you lose when you have the business model of church mm. because they're antithetical to each other. Yeah. It, you can't be so focused on growing the church and bringing new people in and having all these programs and, 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 and all this stuff and be faithfully shepherding. Yeah. I don't think you can. Now, it's it's not a bad thing to want the church to grow. No, it's not. I think that's fine. Yeah. And if the Lord brings the increase, praise the Lord. Right, mm-hmm. but if we're running churches like business, that's the goal. Yeah, and bad things happen when that's the goal. Yeah, a lot of churches don't say the words healthy and sustainable. Sometimes, like I've heard my elders say that, like sure. we want this healthy and sustainable, and if it gets out of hand, like we need to figure out if we need to plant somewhere or do something along those lines. Because, yeah, this isn't. And I think a lot of people look at at churches like right now, especially too. If you have a mega church, you're going to start new camp, quote unquote campuses. <laughs> and yes. I feel like that just oh, looked. Dude, that, that's a whole other thing, bro. Yeah. That's just like you grew uh, out of your brick and mortar, dude. It's time to open up a second location. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's like that dynamic getting into it, and then it's like, you know, we've even talked about this too on previous podcast. Well, at least previous podcasts have brought, brought this up of how just putting some guy and simulcasting him on a screen oh yeah is totally removing a lot of what makes christianity and our polity very special to other places and other religions sure right, right. and even to what scripture says too like i don't think scripture could ever have foresaw simulcasting dark crystal on five other screens somewhere. <laughs> it's true. I mean, People apparently he saw it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. That's well, all that I matters. Know, I know he did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So no, anyway, it's true. Yeah. there's like stuff like that, that just you disembody and you hollow out what's so special about a Lord's day service. And you kind of like take everything away from that and you kind of give it like this, really hollow worldly kind of let's just go sit in the front of a screen and kind of do what everybody else does when you go watch a movie, you know? Right. Yeah. And, and look, I understand. Let's be real. And let's like, 
I understand the draw of wanting to at least incorporate some of that into your church because uh-huh. it's popular. Yeah. Because it does attract people. Yeah. It does give the it gives the appearance of health. Yeah. Right. And that's part of the problem. And this is kind of the last thing I'll say about it is that in businesses, numbers equals health. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. And it's true. If you have a lot of people shopping at your store, that's a good store. Yeah. You're going to make money. You're going to profit. That's a good thing. Good for you. Numbers do not equal health when it comes to the local church. Yeah. There are so many churches out there that have massive amounts of numbers. So many people. You can get lost. It looks like a Ligonier conference every time you go to church, right? And they've got tons of programs, children's ministry, college, youth, and it's rotting from the inside. Yeah, it's it's a mile wide, but an inch deep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we need to be so careful as members in a local church and as leaders in a local church mm-hmm. to not equate numeric growth with health. Because that's not the way that it works. That's not the way it works in God's economy. That's how it works in America, but not in the local church. And we have to stop buying that lie. We have to be okay with smaller churches. Because in, in, in my experience, the healthiest churches that I have been a part of are small. Oh, yeah. They're not these massive churches, right? Mo people, mo problems. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say it, but I refrained because I was like, yeah, that's a little, that's that's a little much. <laughs> I appreciate, I appreciate you yes. just taking the bullet hey, for man. us, Captain. <laughs> yep, that's what I do. All right? But yeah, we we have to be we have to be so careful to guard our hearts against that draw to view numbers and growth and money, a big bank account, as being synonymous with our churches being healthy. Yeah, because that's not always the case. Yeah. And in most cases, I would actually make the make the argument that it's probably indicative of it not being super healthy, because mm-hmm. you're like you know, yeah, I just I in, in my experience, the larger the church is, the harder it is to shepherd, yeah, and the harder discipleship becomes, right? Yeah. Um. So that's just some encouragement to to you know, if you're a member listening to this, or if you're in leadership listening to this. Don't fall into the trap. Don't believe like, you know, the American dream applies to churches because it doesn't. Right? It it this having these massive churches is not and should not be the dream. Yeah. For our local churches. It 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 shouldn't. I think they're really antithetical to each other. Yeah. No, it's really good. I mean, even looking back at like the early church, you had basically house churches meeting together, very small congregations meeting together in people's homes. I mean, at least when you look at Corinth, like some people had like pretty decent sized homes where you could kind of sit in there and probably have like a pretty good Lord's Day service well, in there. We knew there were a couple of stories that one kid fell out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he died. <laughs> when Paul was preaching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He only at least had a two story house. Dude. That kid fell right out and he what? died. Dude. <laughs> Like, then, I think I could fall out of a two-story house. I would get hurt, but I probably wouldn't die. So the, I'm thinking this was at least three stories. The thing of it, too, is like <laughs> he falls out the window, says he dies. Then Paul goes out there and like brings him back. Yeah, and then just like starts <laughs> Starts again. Starts again. Dude. Like, well, I've had people fall <laughs> asleep. 
during my preaching, I've never had somebody die. Most cold-blooded you know move on the planet. Can we say hashtag goals, did. though? Is that too dark? <laughs> like, I preached I preached such a fire sermon, homie up and died. <laughs> my sermon sent him to glory. Such a cold-blooded move by dude, Paul, dude. Dude, it's like, hey, okay, let's pause the service. Hold on, I gotta go take care of something. That poor kid, dude. <laughs> Oh man, we'll talk about cessationism another time. But um, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think uh, I think just what we said too. Like I said, people are going to be motivated by this worldly profits, like money profits. P R O F I T S, like money profits, and then also like celebrity and fame, and let's grow our brand. Let's do this. Let's do that. But it's like. Are you growing your brand or are you getting that confused with like the kingdom of God and uh, increasing the kingdom of God? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Love it, man. So. Well, I think uh, I think I think Big Eva has sung. Yes. Right. She has. I think it's time to wrap up. So why don't you uh, why don't you get us out of here, Captain Jack? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if you appreciate Josh and I's vacillations and thoughts on how the church is not a business and what we actually mean by that, and you like these conversations more and want to listen more into this and want to join our conversation on this, you Mm. too can join us on the sociables, if you will. That's right. The Instagram. Yep. Goes well with marshmallow and chocolate. Yes, it does. The metaverse, the Facebook, if you will. It'll be down the next 24 hours. Yep. And... The tweaker, the Twitter, the Zuck site. That's right. Actually, not the Zuck site. The Pay your nine bucks, get your blue check. Muskerville site. Mm-hmm. So, I bought into it. I'm not. Uh, yeah, lie. you did. I got that check mark. You I do have care. that check mark, son. <laughs> I saw that. I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't razzed you for that yet. Maybe next Patent time. Patent pending. Yeah, you're up there <laughs> paying the money to be to be considered valid. <laughs> anyway, you two can join us on the Sociables at our tag on all those Sociable platforms at Reformatory Pod. Josh, you can tell the lovely people. How they might join us in our endeavors a little bit more. Yes, lots of ways. Um, if you would like, there's no pressure. We're not, we're not compulsing you to do anything, right? But if you feel led by the spirit, you can head on over to Patreon. You could uh, give us a little five dollar holla, and our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed, hallowed through the halls of this podcast. If you're on Apple, man, do us a favor. I know, I know there are more people on Apple than have that that have left reviews. <laughs> yeah. All right, I see the numbers. People, give us give us a shout. Just scroll down. It's super easy. You're probably on your phone anyway. Scroll down. Give us a little five star action. Help us out. Maybe mm-hmm. if you're feeling extra, if you're if you're one of those people that's just extra, maybe write us a little review. All right, help has us to, out. It has to go a little Karen on us. Yeah, if yeah, right. <laughs> As hey, you can say whatever I need to you talk want to the managers. You can say whatever you want in that paragraph, just so long as it's five stars and I'm it's happy. clean. And it's clean. Yeah, and it's, it's a good clean. Show. We'll probably actually read it. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably actually read it. Exclusive content in the works. Jack mm. and I are throwing some ideas together sometime this year. Man, we are. Uh, we're throwing around some ideas about some exclusive content. Uh, and then uh, possibly getting some video action going for the yes. podcast. Big things in the works, folks. Big things in the works. We appreciate you sticking with us. We thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory. <laughs>